0: Okay. Coming to you from the land down under, this is the Inbound Outbound Podcast, your number one source for actionable sales and marketing interviews for small to medium-sized businesses. If you're a business owner or salesperson in need of a good laugh and some great information, this is the podcast for you. And now your host, James Wright.
1: Hello, closers, and welcome to episode nine of Inbound Outbound, a sales and marketing podcast for the business owner and sales professional, providing you with insights today to grow your revenue tomorrow. This week, we have a guest, not just any guest. This week, we have the Knight of Networking, a serial entrepreneur and owner of Swatapest, Daniel Brennan. Daniel, welcome to the show, mate.
0: Hey, how are you going? <laughs> I'm Daniel, good. Welcome. Thank welcome. Thank you for having me. This is quite an exciting adventure, I must admit.
1: It might be your last. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking forward to this one. one. <laughs> so Daniel is
2: ex-Canadian, American actually. American? Yeah, I yes. was going to say. I you didn't want to bring that up yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah, sure.
1: yeah.
0: It just it depends would. on who asks as to which country I try to. Born and bred where? In a place called Minnesota.
1: Oh, lovely. Home of the Vikings. Home
0: of the Vikings. That I'm avid Vikings. I'm a Green Bay
1: Packers fan. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. At least you guys are doing well. <laughs> and there goes the podcast. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank we'll you, see Dan. you next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost another guest. <laughs> no, Dan, so I first met you when I was a wasn't actually a whippersnapper, but I was certainly a whippersnapper in the face of networking and how all that works. And you took us under the old arm and I didn't really do much better, but at least you tried. Yes, You can only roll a turd in glitter. And that's basically what you tried to do. And I can second that. So
2: I think we probably met at the same business networking event and Dan, you were the membership, I don't know what they call them, the membership person that day for me. I was that guy. You were. Okay. I don't even remember it, but no, I do remember
0: it. You I remember made I had quite a passport an
2: and I remember the passport was yes. like, yeah, just do this, that, and you're off and start meeting people. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've been doing business networking
0: for pretty much the entirety of my business. So it's uh, which one
1: is always the question
0: which business networking. Ooh. Yeah. So
1: Ooh. I uh, look I joined no, which business networking but which business like you've been oh, oh like okay. I said you're a serial entrepreneur. Sure I'm
0: currently the owner of a company called Yeah. We do pest management basically all throughout the
2: Perth metro area. Yeah so I've been doing that for we're on our 15th year this year.
1: Fantastic. One of yes.
2: the best pest control. If you need pest control in Perth, you would only go to swatter Pest. Absolutely. Clearly. I need to. Absolutely. I live in the hills
1: now and I 100% – so i got – I got a pest inspection done for the house. I was going to reach out to Dan, but he posted the night before going, I am so insanely busy. Please send me no more business. Like,
0: all right, I'll call you. That's a tip for all the business owners out there. Never, ever tell a client that you're too busy. Yep. Yeah. Because it will dry up very
1: quickly. But that's okay. Anyway. I've always had you in the back of my mind to go, hey, I need the <laughs> annual you, pest they, inspection. So yeah, consider yeah. this a... Put invitation to pop on out and make sure the place isn't going to get wrecked by white ants or something. <laughs> Absolutely. We're willing to help anyone. You, to, it's charity. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so business networking, yes. what do you think about that? And I'm going to take you over the years. When you started, yep. what do you think about business networking? And to today, now okay. you're established, you're a leader in your field. What do you think about business networking today? Okay.
0: okay. So business networking, there's two different ways to look at it. This is the way I view it. Time That is one, one view that people have. But business networking is absolutely what you put into it. And I think it really depends on the business that you have. So I adopted the philosophy of I'm going to actually use the people in that room, not to get me more work. I'm going to use the people in that room to expand my business. And what I mean by that is if I can look after my customers, I'm the hero. So okay, for example, I'll be doing a pest inspection. And I I did one this morning. There's termites in the carpet. So it's not just a matter of saying, hey, look, there's termites in the carpet. It's us going to the customer and saying, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna first eliminate those termites. So this is the process that we go through. We're gonna first eliminate the termites. The next step is to then protect the house. Once that's done. I've got contacts in the industry, I'm gonna organize the best flooring guy to come out and he's gonna fix this flooring for you. So you as Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, I'm going to sort everything for you. Now the next pest company is coming in there, they're just going to kill the termites. Yeah. And we're looking after the customer. So I'm using my business network to promote and better my business.
1: So you've built a team around you. I feel like we've gone a few steps there. So you've built a team around you and then you're promoting that team. You're leveraging the team in your networking group.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually using the people in my networking group
2: to help me get sales. When I think about business, I always think about, okay, I do marketing. What are the parallel industries? What are the other verticals that I can do that are next to mine that I can? Are there stuff happening? Hey, floor guy, I'm sending you so many people you just say, I'm sending you so many, please reciprocate? Or are you saying, hey, I'm sending you this many people, should there be a, an agreement there for a cut? Because I think that's – I would never take a cut. I think that's wrong. I wouldn't either. But yep. does that stuff happen?
0: Yeah, Look, I'm sure it absolutely happens. I'm not interested in taking a cut because I'm – like I said, I'm actually using that contact and I would rather – my customer get a better deal than for the flooring company for, in this example, to have to charge an extra $300 to that client so they can pay me a $300 commission for that referral. So from my perspective, I would rather my client be looked after and for that client to just go, these guys are fantastic, and to better that. So would I then go to the flooring person and say, hey, look, I'm giving you referrals. Would you give me referrals in return? That just happens naturally. And if it's not happening naturally, Mm. it's time to find a new flooring company
2: explain that's that that's what bit. i hear a lot in these business networking groups yeah that's the well, people I'll, I'll you connect get... with refer back to you but there are some organisations or some deals that you're you're going to wholeheartedly and people don't refer back and yeah. i think it takes not long to realise that as well and for, i've been in business networking for almost 15 years
0: and you see it across the board there are people that walk in that room and I tell this to the new members that come in and I probably told it to both of you Did. when we walked in the room. <laughs> is that if you go in there with a I want this to be about what's in it for me, yeah, it won't work.
2: And it didn't we've talked, I've talked about that. I think this episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's the most important thing for people to realize. If you go into it going, I want to have a reciprocal relationship, then it's gonna work for you.
1: Yeah. But
0: it takes the other person to have that same mindset.
1: I have a theory around the mindset. So I think your business should be at a certain level before you attempt to go into business networking groups rather than the first step.
2: Controversial.
1: I know. I'm, to, I'm feeling controversial. controversial. I feel, I'm feeling fighty today, Anthony. I'm feeling oh, very i challenge you then because some people
2: I have made just started mistake. their business and they're like, shit, I need the work, so I'm going to join a business networking
1: group. Exactly. And that, was my, that, was, that was my <laughs> issue because – I can't name names. Very legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, but I can't. Do <laughs> um, it anyway. No, no I will But basically, they tied my hands together. Yes. They couldn't market. it. I couldn't digitally market, and I really couldn't traditionally mark it effectively either. My hands were effectively tied. So I could, I only had a couple of options. I had to network. So I networked within the core demographic of that market. That was going to work well for me. I'm trying to keep this as general and as vague as possible. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm going to but jump on this. It
1: wasn't, the, it wasn't the way I wanted to build my business because I originally wanted to build my business with a foundation of marketing and do what I do best, which is market really well, convert those leads, generate a business, invest back into the business, and then start to build ne- your networking group and your team around you from there. So I'm just going to jump in here because
2: I think I had the same issue in this business networking group that you did. And what we're talking about is when you go to a business networking group listeners, you've got to pick your group. I believe you've got to go there and you've got to pick your group. A couple of key top tips here. I think the bigger the group, the more money they say is in the room and the more chance it'll fill. So that's true. If you're going to go a sub 10 group, oh, that's a pretty shitty group. Then you've got to make sure like me, I went to this group as a website developer. And obviously, my business is full stack. We do digital marketing. And that's probably 70% of our business versus 30% websites. Yet, there was a digital marketer in the group. And that digital marketer crossed seats all the time, quite openly. And she'd been there longer than us, longer than me. And you build that trust. So you do business with people you trust. That's a fact. And so you've got to build that trust. So if you're sub-year one, I would say you're struggling to get anybody to do business with you. And that's a, this is my belief. Don't go into it thinking you are going to get business because we've talked about this. It costs me $2,500 a year. Therefore, I need $2,500 a minimum out of this business networking. You go in there to do the right thing. Promote, helping them for free, and then that business will come. But you got to make sure that whatever seat you're looking at, make sure they don't have somebody who can take your vertical.
0: Okay, there's a lot in everything that (laughs) I said. (laughs) Let's rewind. Have a sip of your beer. (laughs) Okay. All right. First of all, I joined a business networking group when I was in business for seven weeks. I only started my business, and seven weeks later, I joined a business networking group. However, this, I think, is the key. I had experience. Okay, so there's two different types of- In the industry or networking? in In the industry. Okay. So there's two. So. Networking is about building relationships, and you're going to refer business to other colleagues that you know you like and you trust. Trust. Okay. How do you know them? You know them by building that relationship with them. That's going to take time. you got to do one-to-ones. Do you like them? Most people are pretty, most people, you tend to like, but do you trust them? And the trust is the big one. And when somebody is new to business, but also new to that industry, that's where the trust challenge lies, okay? But if somebody is, say they've been doing the job for five, 10 years working for a company, and now they're branching out, they know everything about how to do that. They're not maybe necessarily equipped to run a business, but they know how to actually do the job. That trust can be built a lot quicker than somebody who, oh, look, I did a course last weekend, decided to set up a business on Monday, and here I am on Wednesday at a business networking group. Here, trust me to do this So job. what you're saying
1: is that all those experienced business professionals in the room can sniff it.
0: Absolutely. I think so.
2: And the ones that can't, will figure it out very quickly. But that, that goes back to, I think, it takes a year to even get traction in one of these groups. I think it takes longer than that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, think
1: it's I agree. Industry, I think, I think you just have to have specific. a five-year plan around it. Five years? I always tell people no. two to three two, years.
0: Two. two. In, in two to three years, you'll know
1: whether it's going to work for you. It's a long time, though. Most it's, businesses go under in that time period. That's and do true. you know what?
2: This – I think we're doing a lot of top tips here for people there's, who There's a lot of good stuff in here. Going in here, and if you're thinking about joining a business networking group, this – let's just get it all out, get it on the table – because I think this is going to help so many people
1: before they even make the decision. their money.
0: Yeah. My advice would be go to several different groups because even within the same organization. So, you know, whether we want the same specifics, no, but I no, don't but, really fancy
1: getting sued. It's only week one of law school.
0: <laughs> so if, let's just say for argument's sake, it's a particular organization, but they have 10 different groups around the city. Go to mm. those, go to several of those, find the one that has the connections for you. Don't be afraid to yeah. ask questions. Don't be afraid to look at other avenues and to find the one that actually suits not just you, but your business as well. So when you go into a group where there's several people already doing the industry that you're in, as you were saying, yeah. that
2: becomes a great challenge. But so, I mean, there are some out there. Let's take a few industries as an example. Real estate agents. I remember the real estate agent couldn't be the property Agent, I don't think, the lawyer. I, you had, I don't you had think different lawyer lawyers.
1: Do that one there, like for actual sales. I think it's fantastic for referring trades to their owners and using it the way Daniel would yeah. use it. I don't think if they're looking for x amount of listings, yeah. Per week, but it's, I, and I don't it's a say so, I don't the funny thing
2: that, is, but. in uh, I believe that in Daniel's group, the real estate agent is one of the biggest referrers in the group consistently. The, the property manager is yes. The property manager, okay. Yeah, but obviously they've changed seats. Yes. So. so And this is the kind of stuff you where know, an M-rated podcast, this kind of shit that goes on that annoys you because you're so limited, but everybody jumps through. You're not allowed to, but everybody jumps well, through.
1: Well, it's also my opinion yeah. as well that no one really follows the rules. It's only on face value people follow the rules. Yeah,
2: you might yeah. get a smack, but who cares? Yeah,
1: exactly
0: so, right. So I was put in a situation where we had a building inspector join our chapter. Really, And that building inspector also did pest inspections. Hmm. So the rule was that they can only talk about the building inspections. And because I'm got the pest to see in that group that I talk about the pest inspections, but what would happen? And this is the, this is the drawback and this is going to happen. It's just nature. Someone would call him up, not realizing that it was a referral from that group. And he goes into his standard sales pitch I can do your building inspection. Oh, for an extra X, we can do the pest inspection as well. That's before you even realize that it came through the group. And before you know it, he's taken a few jobs away. Yeah. And that creates that, that friction. And, and that's where the challenges lie in sort of your business networking groups when there's those crossovers. So you've got to have a good relationship with the people that are those potential crossovers. And hopefully there's a bit of balance going both ways. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, I was pro I was like uh, for those of you everybody. that are listening purely on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, <laughs> and it will be mostly that because God knows when the YouTube video will be out. <laughs> Dan was saying that all with a great big grin on his face. So bear that all in mind. Oh okay. I so I'm gonna come back to where I was at though. I still think if you're week one building your business, I don't mm-hmm. think it's the right place for you. You haven't convinced me otherwise. Industry specific
0: is what I would say to that. For example, obviously I do pest control. Yeah. So it's a very, it's an industry where, hey, look, I need your service now. Can you come now? Okay, so it's for, from our perspective, it was very much a, we're gonna just come out. I need your service. If you don't need my service that week, you're not gonna call that week. I think for something that is, requires a lot more, where you're spending thousands of dollars, your financial planners, your accountants, those who want to have well-established, good quality backing behind
2: them to yeah. know that, hey, they're going to be around for the long haul. But since we're having fun, I'm going to challenge James. Love it. And I'm going to say, based on what you're saying, sorry sorry to interrupt, pick it up on what you're saying. I think if your business is transactional, I think you're going to do straight away. If your business is high value, mm. Then it's going to take time.
1: I was going to challenge myself, actually. actually. So (laughs) what I was going to say is I think if you're trades-based, I think you're always going to do very well Mm. because there's so many natural referral options for you. Absolutely. Whereas if you're professional-based, typically there's only one channel for that referral to come in from. Yeah. And and you're literally pleased. I'll do whatever I can to help you out. But if that person doesn't like you. Absolutely. We'll take the real estate agent as an example. How often does someone sell their house? Once every seven years on average.
0: On average. So, you know, that they walk into a room with seven people. One of them, at some stage, at some point during that entire year, might actually sell a house. Yeah. So you've got that scenario. One referral, he's paid for five years. Absolutely. You get a builder. Builder might only (laughs) need one referral every three years, but that one referral is gold. We do 1,760 jobs last year, so we really need... A lot. We need hundreds of referrals. We need because we're very transactional,
2: and a job might take us a half hour. Yeah. Whereas a painter might need three jobs a week. Moving on from that, then I want to get back to what we we're saying with the groups. How many people do you have in your group? And I'll tell you um, what, we'll, what we'll do is we'll bounce back and forth. The difference. I've gone down a different route and a different business networking
1: group. So let's bounce back and forth. With a and for transparency. Of I don't have a networking group. I just have my network. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay.
2: So how many people in your networking group currently, in your business networking group? Because I think it's quite a large one. It's 42 currently. 42. So that tells me people say, oh, there's a massive amount of money in the room. That's it. Because there's 42 people referring.
1: I think. Allegedly.
2: Allegedly. Mm. I think I have between, in my group, and I really don't know because people come and go, let's say 15 to 20-ish, 25, 15, 25, and I'm in the city, so there are no blue-collar workers, and I feel like I'm being a bit, almost, you know, the word I can't enunciate, It's I feel like I'm being not it's not racist, that you can't enunciate that it. like you can't remember it. Jobbist. What's the word? Jobbist, like that we have no- <laughs> you're being snooty is what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So my, my group is all white colours and I'm promoting to the people that we need the trades in there. But because it's in CBD, yep. we don't get any trades in ours. Yep. And so what do you think about that? Would you join a group that had 15 to 25?
0: No.
1: Case closed. But Dan's like number one in Australia.
0: From my perspective, would I have, if I was just starting off in business, I might feel more comfortable joining a group that had 15 or 20 people. When I joined the group that I'm in, there was 22 members.
2: Oh. It's doubled, nearly doubled in size. And I think I started and it was around 10. Yeah. Which is terrible. I was like, what am I doing here? I'd be asking that too.
1: Uh, (laughs) No, I see the opportunity in the 10. I really do. In my head, I do. I think... Because I did do this, I think it was 52, I think, when I was yeah. floating around. And it was just like, it was almost overwhelming how many connections you had to try and make. And I remember you had to do the one-on-ones with everyone. And you're like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> when, when am I going to get around to see that, you?
2: That's yeah. my next point, exactly. So the so what we're alluding low, to is let, the time invested.
1: But also if yes. you're using your sale, if you know your sales strategies, you know you have got to have seven touch points before you're gonna get a sale out of it, potentially. But then, if you've got fifty-two people in the room, that could be seven years. Last Friday,
2: I had my my business networking. I only my business networking is once a fortnight, and they've only just introduced to tati- statistics in the last. <laughs> how have you it lived, statistics? In, that group, mate? <laughs> in the last <laughs> two, three, two weeks, two weeks, and I'm killing it. I'm good for a part, of that. but I joined because. I couldn't commit to every week. Case in point, I had this tender that I needed to do in South Australia for this guy and I should have been doing that but because they've just introduced, hey, our new laws are you can do three, three no-shows or three substitutes per year. That's it. That's it. And they go together. So three together. Or else you're out. This is – it'll never work, ever. But – It's mad. And they have different rules. So if you explain mm. to them, look, this is the case, I want to send my offsider. Yeah, they'll accommodate you. But this is some of the things. So you've got to think about the statistics. Yep. You've got to think that you've got to do – I don't know for your group, you have to do a podcast a week, hint, hint, people. Good segue. Is that true, uh, <laughs> or is you know?
0: this your one to one? So there, there is the challenge. Give us the limits. Give us, the, the, give us there what is, you have to do. The, there is the uh, so there the, what we call the bare minimum. Yes. Okay. Now the bare minimum is really just the goal. So they want you to find at least one referral okay. during that week. You do one one to one, where you meet up with somebody outside of the meeting to get to know them personally. The more of those you do. The more connections you're going to make, the
2: more relationships you're going to okay. build. One-to-ones are good. They are good. As it sounds, yeah. one-to-ones are good. but
0: yeah. Then there's one hour of education, and that can vary significantly from reading books to podcasts to all a wide range of different inbound, things. Outbound. Podcast hope, hope inbound, outbound. Podcasts and just got you an hour, I, mate. I don't, I'll have to see if we can get it approved. Uh, yes, no, it is. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about bettering yourself. There figuring out, help, Finding ways to help you achieve the most out of your networking relationship, membership. The worst thing you can do is join a networking group, have no idea how to network, never try and learn how to network, and then expect brilliant results. It's just not going to happen.
1: I think you've led me on to my next question very nicely, Dan. It was, not, um, it was completely unprepared. We'll roll with that. There. How do you network? That so That is going to be a burning question in a lot of people's minds. I used to have it. I think I've got a much better idea now, having burnt and failed out with it. <laughs>
2: Can can I interrupt only because I think I want to just jump in to one question before we jump onto the next subject. Okay. Truly apologize. Uh, You don't. (laughs) So just, (laughs) and because before we leave that subject. It's okay. I can edit this out. (laughs) So the podcast (laughs) one or the education, I know a lot of people BS in that group. It's not true. But they say we can just tick the box.
1: Oh, I see where you're going Okay. Okay.
2: So I just want to round out that subject. Sure. A lot of people I know for a fact BS those stats. You can't BS the referrals, but the education one, yeah, I'll listen to that. You're only hurting
0: yourself. So I will – I'll just say this. I wanted to try and prove to everybody that I knew everything already. So, I decided to go an entire year without doing any education. Mm. So, my goal was to be the number one member in the entire country, whilst having not done any education for that entire year. And I managed to give a lot of business to other people without doing that education. What I found is that whilst I gave the most amount of business, What I received in return was pathetic. (sighs) So the education that I was robbing myself from was only hurting me because I wasn't training the others on how to find me good quality referrals. And your stats, were they shit?
2: Or were they okay acceptable?
0: My stats were
2: brilliant.
1: Yeah. With no education. You failed it
0: then. So yes, I did. You failed. I failed on the education, yes. Wow. But in the end, it only hurt me. And once I realized that, then I was like, okay, it's all about training other people on how to find you work. And that's what networking is all about. So when somebody says, what is business networking? It's finding connections, but it's more than that. It's finding connections with other businesses that you can potentially relate to. And then trying to find ways where you can work together to help each other grow your business. That's what business networking is. It's not a matter of, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. You're, leads. Yeah, I'm not gonna just hand out your card to people at random. No, I'm gonna actually try and organize an introduction for you, and organize a meeting, or create an email introduction. Or it's more than just saying, hey, I know someone. It's actually creating that opportunity for that person to go in and provide their service.
1: Okay. Since Anthony's kept me on this chain of thought. Uh, uh, you could change now. now. I've changed my mind. I did apologize. Gonna do, I'm going to do this one and then I'll, do, I'll come back to it. Roger. The KPI around the referral. Personally, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I'm a salesperson. Love the KPI. A lot of people will feel overwhelmed with like, how do I find that once per week on a consistent basis over 52 weeks? Thoughts.
0: Okay. So one referral a week, it depends on the group that you're in. It depends on your industry. For us, like I said, we go to a lot of homes where we have ample opportunities to find referrals for the people
1: that are in You're our group. successful business, Dan. Like for someone new to it, walking in, sure. going, I don't okay. have I don't have the business. I'm okay. gonna give you it. I'm gonna give you that. No, I'm As a expert. web developer, <laughs> not yes. you? Yeah. I
2: was shame I felt shamed. Okay. I felt ashamed oh, okay. help in me out. Okay. week one to four that I hey, I'm having one-to-ones, I'm doing this, maybe I don't have, I don't have any business, I don't have any closed business. And I think that's part of the mechanism of the business networking group. They want you to be shamed, so then you do something about it. And I know that sounds bad, but it's a motivator.
0: So it'll be a motivator for some, it'll be a turnoff for others. you get shamed or you'll get out. But the challenge, and this is why, because I've been on the actual committee that looks after the membership. And one of the things that committee does is we look at new members and we give them a long leash because we know it takes time to develop those relationships. But if you're doing the wraparound every week. Yeah. They're still going to be shamed. So it's not meant
1: to. No. I, I, okay. I can see what you're saying. He's going, we're going to give you time. But what, yeah. for those of you that don't know is what he's refer- what Anthony is referring to is you have to stand up and say, you've done nothing for the week. Yeah, it's basically where he feels ashamed, and that yes, that Reduce specific motion is, is, is designed do, for that yeah. purpose because then everyone knows you did. <laughs> <week. laughs> yeah. But when you're a new member,
0: it's. But it's, I think everyone's almost expected for you not to have done much. Yeah, yes. I get that because. How can you refer somebody
2: when you don't even know what half the people in that room even do? Doesn't change the way you feel, I think, when you're
1: standing up. I think it's because you're new and you're a good person. You've got good intent. Or
0: wait, you shouldn't have to stand up. I know a really good psychologist. I'd like to introduce you to you and we can help you. Deep lying (laughs) issues there, Dan. Deep lying
1: issues. (laughs) That would take years. That brings me to the question (laughs) I originally wanted to ask. Give it to us. How does one network? I know you've coached us through it a little bit, but for someone completely... Brand new, doesn't know what they're doing. Just start up a business, how they sure. go.
0: Okay, so even let's just say, let's just take the networking groups out of it for a minute and let's yep. say, okay, okay, let's say we've started a business doing... You pick it?
1: Oh, no, carpentry. Carpentry, okay.
0: Carpentry. So so a carpenter is going to, how could a carpenter get business?
1: They would like to network in with a construction supervisor, ideally. Construction. So in, Real
0: any, anyone that's in the construction game. Okay, what is a carpenter going to do? Are, is the carpenter a roof carpenter? Let's just say they're a roof carpenter for with that. Okay, so you go to a pest control company who's going to find termite damage in the roof. Hey, I know a carpenter that can come in and replace this for you. You're going to have a patio company because they might need to repitch the roof. For So you're going to want to, you want to develop a relationship with the patio company. You're going to want to have an actual roofing company. They don't do the actual... Riff Carpentry part, they just put on the tin afterwards or the gutters afterwards, but we need this repitched. So you got to think of all the different people that are going to be in the same field that are going to be cohesive group and develop those relationships and try and develop a really good relationship with one of each of those. And you all work
1: together. So taking the business networking group out of it, how would one go about doing that?
0: I think it would just be a matter of just touching base. And I've even developed networks with people outside of the networking group.
1: Step-by-step, sorry, because we're we're talking at a level where we understand. Sure. People that are listening don't.
0: Okay. There are certain people that I didn't think would actually benefit from the networking group, but we would be able to pass referrals back and forth to one another. For example, I've recently contacted a company that does whirlybirds on top of the roof. So they're creating ventilation in the roof space. So every roof in Perth is quite hot. They need to be ventilated. So... They're going to be going into houses all day, every day. They're going to be potentially seeing termites, rodents, cockroaches up in the roof space when they're there. Potential referral to come back to us. From our perspective, we can recommend to the customers, hey, look, if you put some vents on the roof, it's going to reduce the impact on pests that you're gonna have in your roof space and everything from there. So how do you go step by step? It's just reaching out to that company. I said phone them a,
1: calling them, you're knocking on the front door, you I sent them
0: a Facebook message and nice. I said, Look, i just really like the opportunity for us
1: to just get together for a
0: coffee, have a chat. I think I'd be able to get you quite a bit of business. I think we could actually work quite well together. And that's the intro. And then they come back and go, oh, that's something we've never thought of before. Did you
1: look for a specific company or how did you start that research process?
0: I was I actually, funnily enough, it came up as a Facebook ad. And was, <laughs> and was oh, like, yeah. That would be brilliant, and I'm going. Okay, it might not be necessarily a thing for them to join a networking group, but for us to have that sort of that business networking relationship, I'm looking forward to actually develop. So this is just brand new. I'm just that's why it's off the top of my head. Yeah. This is a new introduction. It's cracking. So I think the first step, and it's just it, whatever's easiest. I like doing the Facebook introductions because. Usually I'm on Facebook at about two, three in the morning and most people don't want to answer the phone at that time. So I just like to send through a message and just say, hey, do you need more work? I think we could work well together.
2: Interested in getting a coffee,
0: beer, whatever,
2: and taking it from there. Okay. And that's such a great tip because reach out to these other companies that are beside your industry because what's the worst they can say, you No. Know? Yeah. What's the worst?
0: Yeah. And then just, find and to say
2: one. no through a Facebook messenger. To be you're honest, kidding. you're struggling
1: yeah. with rejection. I'm not sure business ownership or sales is for you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely. Uh, I do think it's a skill that can be learned. And I've been over it a number of times. So the first thing I do with an 18 year old salesperson is get them to make 100 cold calls. Yeah. And we just get just them get used to it.
0: Yeah. And I just look at it from the point of view. If they say no, it's okay. We just lost a like, massive opportunity. Who's yeah. the next person? Go to the next one. I don't take it personally. And they weren't the right fit. If they can't see the picture, then mm-hmm. what I'm trying to build is it gonna isn't
1: gonna work. The one thing I did notice, the big difference between running a business or owning a business, I should say, and being employed as I am now, the big difference for me was I actually felt very personal. Where I like in the sales role, I genuinely could not care less. You couldn't even I don't even think about it if I get rejection. Yeah. Genuinely. But when it was my business, it felt so much more personal because I put blood, sweat, Does, tears, my know. balls on yeah. the line. Yep. And that's something even someone like myself with a lot of experience yep. couldn't really get over. Yeah, they're not saying no to your service; they're
0: saying no to you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. I think that's something that every single business owner feels at one stage and has to like separate that. Going,
1: yeah. Wow. Now, I'm going to move in to please do because I was just I'm just. Letting that absorb in for what a moment. pest.
2: Yeah. I think it's a great business. And I think you're one of the few business owners, especially we talked about transactional. Your business typically is transactional, but you've managed to take it from transactional to what I would call historically CapEx. I'm going to pay you to come out, do a do something, and then maybe I won't see you again. To OPEX, where hey, pay X amount per year, and I'll come out X amount of time. The more times you want me to come out, obviously that increases the cost, but it is 20 bucks a month. I don't know. I can't remember what it is, mate. But X amount per month or every three months, and I think that is the best kind of business because you have sustainability.
0: Yep. So uh, the great challenge in our industry is that there is a, let's just say a large quantity of pests at certain times of year. Yes. So spring and summer, every pest is out. So, our spring and summer, we are flat out. And then by the time you get to around July, August, there's not many pests around. There's not, and the cash flow dries up. So, from a business perspective, one of the things we did is we said, okay, how do we resolve this cash flow issue? Because what was happening is come every August, We would get something that was called Shire Rates in the post. And it was like, hold on. (laughs)
2: Motherfuckers,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How are we going to pay for this? This Kathy, on reception, sorry. I'll say in six months. (laughs) This is our quiet time of year. Now we're just getting all these bills. And it just so happened that's when our business insurance fell due. And it was just kind of, oh, how are we going to do this? So it actually started off with the idea of we need to resolve the cash flow issue. But then what it really was in combination with it was listening to our customers. So one of the things that we found is that customers were wanting less chemicals sprayed around their home, they wanted less poison, they wanted better results, and they wanted to pay less, which... Cake can eat it, isn't it? Exactly. Wow. So we said, is there a way we can actually design a program to do that and resolve our cash flow issue at the same time? So what we did is we actually put a package together and we said, okay... Overall, at any given time, there's going to be far less chemical around a client's customer's home. It's We're going to look after them year-round, so they're going to have the results. The other thing that was happening is we would spray a place, and they would call us back two months and three weeks later and say, oh, I saw a cockroach. Come give us a free spray. You kind of go, um, it became a bit of a challenge. So we're like, what if we just were automatically coming
1: back anyways? God, that's cheeky. I wouldn't even think to do that, personally. Or just from a personal perspective, I'm like, I called the pest guy out. Out. Gets done. Oh. Gets sprayed once. It's sprayed. That's it. End of You've conversation. Yeah. website. Oh, clearly, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> I would have thought. I, for me, it would just be <laughs> a case of. It's something that gets done semi-regularly. <laughs> so sure, You yeah. call the same guy out to come and yeah. do the same job. And the nine times out of
0: ten, we go out there, and by the time we got there, the pest was actually dead. The spider's curled <laughs> up, and it's dead. It was like, thanks for the call-out. So it was a matter of trying to eliminate those at the same time. So we actually put a package together where we said, look, we'll come out every three, four, six months on a regular basis. We'll top it up, and you just pay a small monthly fee. And that resolved the cash flow issue. It
2: ins- so it's been successful for your business. It's, it's insured like no customers sat there and thought, oh, this is a bad deal. How many of your customers are on this monthly deal versus who have to call you? Is um, that yeah. ratio for your business?
0: Ooh, that's a tough question. It is steadily growing. Okay. It's not something that we overly pushed. We actually did some I trials to make sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, yeah. I, was say, I, was say, I was yeah. 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 We did trials to make sure that we it was sustainable. So we had that first initial 30 customers that we did that for, and we did that for a few years. Just wanted to see the results. And then what we used to do is with every one of them, it was just one package. We'll come out every three months. But then what we realized is that certain areas required every three months. Yep. For example, the hills. If they have a lot of trees, spiders are going to be in the trees. We can't stop that. They're going to blow onto the house. So some places need to done every three months. But then you had other areas where once every six months was fine. So that's when we developed multiple different packages and really gave the customer the option flexibility, what, the flexibility, and they can decide. Cracking for
1: planning they want. as well, though, because then you could actually plan your route every absolutely.
0: day.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. fast forward to hey, I'm selling my business. I've got 100 customers contracted. Therefore, it's worth 2.5 times. Sure,
1: absolutely. Plus the data behind that as well. Yeah,
0: plus yeah. ad backs. And then the thing is, at the end of the day, you go you've got yeah. clients for life. Because the little package we've got them on, they're, they're, just, they're not going to leave. Yeah. They just they don't have to worry about it. We just tell them we're coming on this day. Just make sure the side gate's open. And we just go
1: and dogs, do it. And, dog's and, chained up and that's it. Yeah, away we go.
2: And that, that's a top tip for any business owner out there. And that's the kind of cash flow you want. I, I feel like when, Dan's
1: been really smart there as well because he's just he's hopped onto the trend of the subscription model. We were looking at it going, how do you get a subscription
0: into Pass Control? The funny thing is... And this has just made me laugh because there is a business coach who has a podcast who purely does. Business. We
1: don't like business coaches on here.
0: Yeah, oh,
2: he <laughs> James does. doesn't. <laughs> purely does. tell me afterwards who that.
0: <laughs> He's in America. He our oh, okay. Purely looks after the pest industry. Yep. Only the pest control industry that he does business coaching for. So, I'm listening to his podcast one day, and he's got this funny accent from the South. And and he's talking about this product that he thinks is absolutely fantastic. And he is word for word reading our website. He even said Australian Cockroach, when he was listing the different packages, he was literally copied our package and was selling it to his clients for a fee.
1: (laughs) Bar As out. an
0: idea. So I was like, that is... And you big-
2: wonder why I don't like business <laughs> <Wow>. coaches. <characters."
1: laughs> wow.
2: Nothing's original anymore.
1: Also, very tricky to yeah, get business coach uh, to come on here, by the way.
2: And chat, we can do it. <laughs> chat GPT now
1: will regurgitate that anyways. That's last week's episode. So. Oh, you're forgetting about Adam old man. <laughs> oh, week four. Oh. Yeah, we're moving quick. So I want to hop into a little bit more about Swallowpest. So obviously you, you were significantly experienced in the entrepreneurship of starting a business beforehand.
0: I would say yes, unsuccessfully. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Failure is the way. Su- is the key is, to success. Absolutely.
1: So then, the question would be: Is then what were the sort of things that you? Like, hey, why pest? Because I can't think of too many people that want to hop in a hot it, it, roof. It's such a, a glamorous living. job. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know
0: why there's not a queue of people that are leaving school that are just going pest control is definitely what I want to do. And the industries um, have a lot of people or is it asking for people? Is it begging? Uh, look, it's, uh, look, it t- Okay, you're asking me some challenging questions <laughs> here and I don't want to beg the industry, but it doesn't necessarily attract the most intelligent of folk would be the easiest way for me to explain it. But that is changing. That is changing. Especially in WA, now to get a pest license in Western Australia, the hardest state in the country to get a pest license now, where it used to be the easiest. So what's happening is what we're finding in the industry is to find qualified technicians is gold. That's just for our industry. But why did I go into pests?
1: I still ask that question every day. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, what was your what was the business idea behind it?
0: The business idea behind it was I was in sales in commission only jobs. Love it. And they were fantastic. James nice. and I've done real Brothers. estate. I've done. I did sales for pest control company. Yeah, purely commission based. I did mortgage broking. Yep. again, you don't get paid unless. Not only you sell the clients on a on setting up, wonder you guys
1: get
2: along so well.
0: But the bank has <laughs> to approve that loan as well, and then you get paid three months later. Yeah,
2: yeah. So cracking not it. So the idea <laughs> of
0: going into a job, getting paid like that moment. You just, still have
2: trial and commissions.
0: <laughs> we won't talk about that. That's a sore subject. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. That's why I'm no longer in the industry. But yeah, so from my perspective, it was just a completely different field. I I actually started a company called the Timber Pest Inspector. The idea was I didn't want to touch chemicals, but I love. I was fascinated. By doing the termite inspection. Because when I was doing real estate, I was talking to the inspectors and it just absolutely fascinated me. So I actually set up my first company doing just termite inspections.
1: Point of difference was that you were genuinely interested.
0: I was passionate. I loved the idea of getting paid immediately. Very attractive. (laughs) I get that. When you've been waiting months and months for commissions for 15 years. But what was happening is I was getting, I got to a point... Where I built that business to a level where I was getting more inquiries for spider sprays, rodent treatments, cockroaches, actually doing the termite treatments, which I was just referring on to other pest companies. And I got to a point where I actually was referring more work to them than what I got just doing the yeah. just doing the termite inspection. So that's when I decided, okay, I'll get my full license. And so that was a fun experience. Because when I got my full license, then I actually worked for a company that did the training for past managers. So I actually would stand up and lecture and
2: So you're a trainer now, aren't you? Or do you still do that at TAFE? Or? I don't do that. I don't oh. I only did that for one year and that was enough. I remember, I remember it <laughs> was enough. I remember you standing up one time. Was it TAFE or the I kids? Remember, <laughs> You were Both. training people. <laughs> and then I even remember, I remember you had a slide deck and you were saying how people, you caught a pest inspector with a two-litre bottle of milk. Talk to me about that.
0: <laughs> oh, that was at the red light. Yes. So it's the common joke is that you could, because when you look at a chemical mixture that you're spraying, it's got a bit of a milky sort of texture to it. So the joke in the industry, and again, I don't want to beg our industry, but the joke is some guys just put milk in the mixture and there's no actual pesticides. And one, <laughs> one day I'm at a red light in the pest van or the pest unit in front of me has got two liters of milk sitting on the back of the unit.
2: I won't say say
0: if a photo was taken or the mobile was touched or that, but no, we we don't know about that. Um, that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, that
1: was couldn't believe it. Yeah, just leave the evidence. That stuff happens. Absolutely, that just saddens me. We've been talking a lot about networking. Sure. Where we haven't really got to with you, Dan, is like how you started and how this all kicked off, and yep. and backpedal for you. So, what I want to know, is, I'm not really all that big into networking. I'm a big marketer. Sure. What percentage is your business networking versus what you've done in terms of your marketing? Ooh.
0: Okay. Percentage wise, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah, yeah I don't want numbers. I don't here. want numbers. So let's just say that over the years, probably. Thirty percent have come from networking. Oh, of our that's turnover. pretty big. That's great. Which is, yeah, it's a blessing, definitely.
1: But I do want to bear that in mind. That's number one, the number one networking guy in Australia. Thirty uh, sure. percent of his business is networking
0: the, um, over the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> just, I, I just want to preface that for everybody else and manage yeah. their expectations moving forward. Sure. And then, so what do you do for your marketing?
0: A big part, a a large part of our marketing involves uh, word of mouth as well. Yeah. From the, uh, yeah, so interesting. Okay. One of the things, one of the challenges we had when we were first in business is how we were going to have our marketing platform. Like, what's going to be our focus, okay? So I think that's everyone's we, challenge. We are SWAT A-Pest. Yes. So we painted you a You look 19, like a SWAT team as well. which is brilliant. We painted it a white van. We painted it black. Cracking we idea. Wanted, I love this. I was going to mention this. SWAT on the side. SWAT really big and then A-Pest. We wanted it to be a SWAT van. I actually went to the police station. I said, look, can we get lights on top of the van? And I said, I'll, I'll actually buy the lights that are broken so you know I can never turn it on. And they said, if you put that on your van, you will be arrested for impersonating a police officer, <laughs> which, as my new lawyer would suggest, yes. I, mean, I definitely don't want to get arrested for doing that. So that was our theme. What do I love about the design of your van? So within four years. You're both yes. looking very excited about this. You're
1: yeah, making yeah, me yeah, nervous. Yeah. Within, <laughs> within four
0: such years, such an old reference. We remarketed, we rebranded the business and we rebranded around the A-Team.
2: The yeah, A-Team. So that 1980s. TV show. So, <laughs> cracking. 1990s? It became, 1990s? A, smaller, I mean, something it became familiar a much smaller it. Yeah, okay. SWAT. Yeah. And the A
0: was like big. Yeah. And then the pest. And we just. Desi- On the hat. Yeah. We, yeah. we actually designed the, our van to mimic the A team van. With the I black, bloody the red love stripe, it. That's cracking. The silver. That's when I was a kid. I was a kid, pipes. people. I was a child. We, we did the whole A okay. team theme. Brilliant. Which, which, I mean, it was pretty cool, especially at first. Cool. We're driving down the, Perth, we're driving through Perth, for example, and people would actually come out into the street and take a photo of the van because they thought it was so cool looking. And Crazy. I was just like, "This is awesome."
2: It's just ordinary high ice. We, <laughs> but, but with the sticker job, yep. Not everybody watched the A Team. No.
0: Mm. And this is the one thing that it took me a long time to figure out in business, when you're using pop culture in your marketing, is that some people are going to get it, some people are going to get it and love it, some people are going to get it and be indifferent, and some people aren't going to get it at all. That's all good marketing,
1: all good marketing.
0: And the age reference is kicking on. It is. So what became really, I think, the most eye-opening experience from, from my perspective in a marketing point was we had a marketing expert come into our business, and we said, "Look, we want you to just do an overhaul audit of everything that we're doing." And they said, "Okay, the first thing we have to do is we have to figure out who's your target market." Correct. Going, oh, I've never actually considered that before. What is your target market actually? Who so, is your
2: customer persona? So it took hours of
0: questions and looking and going back and forth, and it was a, the, I would highly recommend any business owner do the, go through this experience and really figure out. Who is the target market? What we figured out, our target market, females, twenty-eight to forty-eight, with small
1: children. Correct, of was course. Our no, market. I get it. Now. They're, yep. they're concerned about the kids yes.
0: being bitten by spiders. Yep. That was our target. Home market. more
1: often than not. Yep. And
0: wow. generally, they have pets. Yes. Okay, that was our target market. And then she sat down and she said, "Okay, so I just want to make sure that we got this right: twenty-eight to forty-eight, female with kids." Yep. So 28 to 48 yeah, I get that. female yeah, yeah. Yeah. with kids. She goes, I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. And I go, yep. And she goes, I want to make sure I'm aware of this. 28 to 48 female with
1: kids. And no I'm, I wouldn't have thought it initially. No, yeah.
0: no. And I'm going, why does she keep repeating this? I get where you're going. And then she goes, let's look at your website. And she puts the website up on the screen. And you got the fucking A team. <laughs> she goes, this is the blokiest website I've ever seen. In my entire life yeah, yes. in yeah, your target are, market, market is, is female. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that yeah. was my aha moment. And from that moment on, it's like the whole A-team side of it as cool. And as much as I love it, we still have the van, but that is, that's it. All, <laughs> All the, the rest you, of our so, marketing is so focused you, around
2: children, pets. I, I had a similar issue with a gym website that I did. So, with this gym website, the, the mock up had like just fit blokes, like muscular blokes. And so I got along. We've got a lady who does messaging and she's a PhD, amazing. And she said, Look, it's people that you are trying to change from slightly larger into this. So, you need to show the transformation, the ladies, and the transformation. And that's when it clicked with me. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: it is so that that was a. Huge turning point for us. So I bet we, we redid the website. It's the photos, every single aspect of that website was based around female 28 to 48 with kids and pets. Because that's our target market. And oh. all of our advertising, Facebook marketing, everything is cashed so up people. they they'll come as well. Yeah. But our target market. The ones that are going to pay us on a monthly basis to make sure they have pests-free home year-round. Yeah, yeah. no, you're
1: right. Are going to be the 28 to 48. Yeah. Yep. No, I can see it. 100%. Yep. I wouldn't have thought it. I wouldn't have guessed it. Yeah, and we didn't either.
0: But the funny I just said thing male is,
1: 30 to 60. But Yeah.
0: yeah. In, Off the top of my head. In five years, we have not been to what I would call a bachelor pad.
1: I don't think we've been to a single bachelor pad. No, because folks don't give a shit. Yeah. They'll slap it with their thumb.
0: <laughs> I've, I've done termite inspections God. where literally you go into the kitchen and there's not one plate, no, box. there's nine slabs of beer in the fridge <laughs> and that is it. And there's pizza boxes like everywhere. Good I have not gone to one of those in five years because we don't market to that
1: market anymore. Cracking.
2: and <laughs> Cracking. Because of that. Do you consider yourself more profitable? Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. So the target market exercise was really important. But then what did we physically do to then advertise to this target market?
0: So like I said, the website was a huge thing. Getting our photography right. So I never it was quite an interesting experience going through the, doing photography for your business. I didn't really, I was just like, just take photos of us. There's got to be what's in the background. It's got to be China. It's got to show that this is, it's got to be, it's got to be,
1: Something going Dog. on. Dog.
0: There's gotta be a mom. There's gotta be kids in the background. Every single facet of our marketing comes down to it's all I guess you could call it subliminal messages. Yeah, without, but that was wow. All revolves around our target market.
1: So then you did the photography? Do the photography redo the websites. I know you keep coming to word of mouth. I'm just thinking of someone well, that's going to get really be fast. that
2: advanced. That's great. No, <laughs> honestly,
1: to figure out to
2: redo the website, that's a lot yeah. of advanced websites. You don't get to that point yeah. unless you're pretty experienced. Or you yeah,
1: know, that's what I mean. I think we're yeah. too many steps down the road. I'm trying yeah. to bring it back down to the right. core essence of someone that does because I know Dan's going to come back to me and go, "It's word of mouth." I want to get before that. You want to get before the word
0: of mouth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Sorry. So. <laughs> It's people are around like-minded people. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out as an example. There's a wide variety of different personalities out there. <laughs> and there's different ethnicities, there's different mindsets. There's you've got people who will want to barter every single time. Yeah. And then you got some who are giving your best price. And you got others who are like, Don't you dare barter with me because you got all these different personalities. So when you really focus on looking after your 28 to 48 with small kids who do they hang Dallas. out with they hang out with your 28 to 48 yeah. with small kids as well
1: so you tell me you go to all the mums meetings <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Dan's wife's going to be listening and uh consider his target market the
0: idea behind it is that when you focus on your ideal market it's going to come
1: get yeah. I get that. I'm really concerned the people that are listening to this aren't going to get that and they're going to walk away frustrated. Because I know, and the only reason why I know this is because when I was a business owner, I was desperately struggling. I was like, I can't market, my networking shit. What the fuck am I going to do? Anyway, I found my little niche, but that was through trial and error. Yeah. But where I, what I want to try and dig down to is someone that's not quite there yet and going, what were the things that you did? Obviously, you've got the target market, but how did you get to them? How did you physically get to them? Or digitally? Touch them in all the right places.
0: So we did a lot of so with Facebook
2: now. Facebook marketing you can actually dictate who will see the ad. Correct.
1: Yeah. So is it pure that was a
2: no-brainer? Yeah. Um, so we moved on to my next question: digital marketing. What are you doing,
1: then? If Darren's that was, answer is digital marketing, then yes, yeah. 110%. Sure.
0: So that was part of it. Once, once we built that base, then we didn't need to necessarily focus on that anymore because then it just came through word of mouth. But initially to get to that level, you had lots digital, of
2: digital marketing. So where were you doing it? Google, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and et cetera. And how much roughly were you spending? Facebook, we were spending from memory about 150
0: a week. Yeah, okay, right. not much. Okay. So it wasn't a great deal. Not much. But we were very, so very specific. about 20 bucks a day minimum. We actually went more specific. We said 30 to 45. A um, day? Female. Or? No, sorry, the demographic that you right. put. Right, yes. We said 30 to 45, female within 15 Ks. Okay. So they would have been inundated with our adverts. So sorry.
2: No, I, I think that's think. cracking because you know, that's not a big spend. No, not at not all. Not at all. No, no. No. To, and... How long ago was this though? Because oh, was
1: this in the heyday of Facebook yeah. five, six yeah. years ago?
2: Yeah okay. yeah, okay. So there's more competition now, there's more people leveraging advertising. Sure. Therefore, just to even get a look at, but that's why I say minimum, and it's not really going to cut it 20 so bucks a day. The really funny
0: thing is that if you type pest in Facebook, then all of a sudden you get pest adverts that come up on. So I get to see what all the others are advertising, and I just smile because there'll be a guy in a big overall soup yeah okay, like spraying yeah. poison at someone's house and that's the last thing somebody wants <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> you, you Do you want,
1: so because you've done the work and you've actually really done your homework on what the market actually really yeah. truly wants yeah. yeah that's why you can spend 20 bucks a day on facebook adverts yeah a top tip
2: somebody once told me was it's all been done before anthony so if you want to go in your industry you want to see what other people are doing you can jump onto Facebook and you can get these lead generation. You can see what other people are doing, what they're giving away. And hey, if you want to, you can mimic that. And I thought that was a top tip, funnily enough, because you can see what they're advertising, see what's going on. And you can say, hey, maybe I can do better than this. So
0: well, yeah, go on. when we started the business, another pest controller told us all they do is advertise in every community newspaper south of the river. I believe that. Yep. And that was, well, that was 15 years ago. And the funny thing was, is that we said, okay, so we put, say, eight grand into it. Yep. we did that for eight weeks. And we went in every community newspaper south Yeah, but you river. got nothing, yeah. We got three jobs in two wow. that's, more, grand, that's more than I thought we would get, um, yeah. And we're talking, we're talking every community newspaper. And that was 15 years ago when people actually opened it. Mine uh, goes straight from the letterbox to the bin. Well, now, but 15 years ago, people yeah. would flip through. Yeah, people movie. would have a flick through, yeah. But, yeah, so, again, you mimic what somebody else does. It's not going to work for you. It's not going to work. No. Not necessarily work at all. I
1: think a really cool modern day strategy that would be similar to Dan's back five, six years ago would be I would start a mums group on Facebook and then I'd drive traffic with mums groups advertising in there and I'd just be the friendly neighborhood pest guy that happens to have kids.
0: Or you just hire staff that are mums. Exactly right. <laughs>
2: yeah, And, and they that can push traffic there. Absolutely. So did you do any now – it sounds like you're at capacity. Do you have those ideas as a small business owner to put on another person or are you happy with the level that your business is currently at?
0: It is, that is the $6 billion question yeah. at the moment because- we can definitely see. I think with a, what a nine interest rate rises in the last mm, mm, or yeah. something like that. Yeah,
1: we're definitely seeing that. that I actually love fi- to get your take on that, actually, because my gut feeling is that because so many people are on fixed interest rates at the moment, that the IBs keep raising them because they're not seeing the effects that they want to see. But they're not going to see them for the next couple of years, yeah. so they're going to keep raising them up, and then everyone's going to go, "Oh shit!" Absolutely, <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely,
0: definitely seeing a slowdown in people's spending. Our industry tends to be the kind of that one where people might tend to say, oh, we'll give it a go first ourselves. There's a lot of do-it-yourself products over the market. We're seeing what the clients that we're getting now are the ones where, okay, two years ago, it was, hey, when can you come? Now it's, we've tried absolutely everything ourselves. It's not working. When can you come? It's Mm -hmm. a
1: different conversation. It's a
0: different conversation. And you can see that it's definitely starting to have an impact. So would we employ another person? It would be...
2: I'm content right now. And my <laughs> ethos, if you've heard previous podcasts, is try and automate something first. Try and automate support. Try, I remember speaking to you once and you said, hey, we used to drive all around the metropolitan area. And yep. you had some sort of technique now or some program that will tell you, okay, if you go to this job, that's going to optimize how yep. many jobs you can do a day. Yep. And that's,
0: And that technology is now coming out and that's helping us considerably because we can do an extra job or two a day.
1: And especially and with your subscription-based model when the jobs are coming yeah. up and you can just schedule them to suit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: absolutely. Awesome. Any recommendations for, for jobs and localities? In, store, in yeah. programs. Oh. Uh, to help oh, other look, business owners. Ask me in 12 months. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right.
0: <laughs> right. We will. We, we, we have just started a new CRM.
2: Oh, yeah. get
1: getting oh, Yes, CRM. Oh, tell
2: me
0: more about James, your CRM. favorite conversation. Yes. So we are on to number five. <sighs>
1: Which James, James only has which one? I only have one in my life. You've only had one. No, no I only I believe have, in only one. have. I only believe in one. Okay, it's got me in hot water at work. But. <laughs> Go on, give us the name. Give us the name of um, yours.
0: Oh, look. So we're actually. It's specific to our industry. It's pest register. Never. Uh, <laughs> <there>. <laughs> no, but we have trialed several others, and I won't mention the names. But oh, absolutely, oh, you can. Oh, God, oh, I'll give it it. So, okay, so there was Jobber. Yeah. Jobber, and it's a Canadian CRM. Never um, heard of that one either. The problem with Jobber, they, you can't actually send a text message in Australia because it's not in right. Australia.
1: Jobber, useless. End that one off. It
0: took a year for us to figure out that they're not even trying to get it into Australia. Oh, Did they
1: certainly went on an Australian podcast slagging them off. Tried, serv-
0: <laughs> tried service,
1: mate. I'll,
0: yeah. I'll, Allegedly no good. Yep. Look, there there's challenges.
1: There was challenges and there was, Yeah. We still haven't um, got onto any of my favorites yet. So go on. Go, uh, there was one, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. It's called Thrive. Uh, yeah. I don't know that one we, either. I've
2: heard a bit about all these. Yeah. Okay.
0: So the, we literally were just in the process of leaving them to go over to this other one. And uh, look, there's pros and cons to each one of these. And
2: yeah, there, there's some big cons
0: with, all of
2: them, and like you say, it, it sometimes has to do with your type of business. It sometimes has That's to do with that correct what you need as a business, yeah. and maybe it's even the size.
1: Sure, yeah, the size of your I business. Mean, I've, I've slowly come to accept that if you're starting off, maybe HubSpot might be the one for you from a sales perspective. Well, but One you know, size no. doesn't fit all. No, yeah. it certainly doesn't.
0: It, <laughs> it is very so. Like for example, some of these would be brilliant if you had a hair salon. And you had set appointment times. True. And they would get sent automatic reminders. That's fantastic. But when you're running a business where you say, we're going to be there between 12 and three, and the customer is getting a text saying, you will be there, at, we'll be there at one o'clock, and we actually rock up at 12, and they're like, you're early, or you rock up at two o'clock, and they say, you're late. That doesn't, that's not a good impression. True. From nice. perspective. So there's going to be, every CRM, you got to do your research before you sign up those six and 12 month
2: contracts and been
0: Tens yeah. of thousands
2: of dollars. And you got to be it. prepared to jump as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, my thing is, and this is my own downfall, is that if I paid for 12 months, I want to use it for 12
1: months even though it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. You got to that <laughs> yeah, and that's my worst enemy when it comes to that. <laughs> Don't think that's a bad idea though, cuz sometimes you go, "Oh, fuck and Tech then, has then You got go, to go later on, it's actually it's yeah. actually work, workable." Yeah. And that's the thing. So, we're on to number 5 now. All right. When you get to number 6, you let me know and I'll tell you the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I don't want to take up any more time because I'm very conscious of how long this has gone for, because we could be here for another couple of hours. Yeah, no, we've been talking for that long. Um, Dan, this has been cracking. Yeah, that's been cracking. Tell us a little bit more about SWAT-A-PEST. Okay. I so, know, how do people find you? If they want some bugs removed, yep, rodents, yeah, whatever.
0: The easiest way is on our website at www.swatapest.com.au. That's swatapest, all one word. It's the easiest way. We've got all kinds of links where you can just fill in a form and tell us what you want and we'll look after you. The more information you give us, the better. Or you can give us a call on 9277-0960. We basically look after Pass throughout the entire Perth metro area, and if you have a holiday house outside of Perth, we can talk.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds like everything's doable for a price. A holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Without any further ado, we'll do my favorite part, which is let let Mike. Mike. Take it away. (laughs) I'm going to work on this, Anthony. Done.
0: Thanks for listening to the Inbound Outbound podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to share with a friend and leave a rating and a review. We'll see you next time on the Inbound Outbound podcast.